0: It's better than this, guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. Kyle, happy hump day to you.
1: Off season content has officially arrived, and I'm here for it. This is going to be a really fun show because it was a really fun. Usually, I'm not a fan of show concepts that Chris or you propose that involves a lot of (laughs) pre-show preparations. Uh, But this did require that, and it was actually a very fun exercise. So I think everybody listening will have fun with these Frankenstein monsters of of prospects that we're piecing together here, and uh, it should be a really, really fun exercise to compare each other's at the end of the process.
0: So Shuby, what are we doing, man? So we are
2: building the perfect blank. And that blank is going to be filled in here over the course of the next couple of weeks here on the show with a different position group. And what the guys are doing, and if you are a mem- member of TD and Premium and you read all the scouting reports and the scouting breakdowns that these guys do, there are 10 traits that they break all these players down with and what these guys are going to do is they're going to look at the last couple of seasons. Did we agree on 2018 through 2021? Is that the frame that you guys use when doing this exercise? Okay. Yes. So we will keep it consistent throughout this process. The guys are looking back through 2018 up until this year's draft, and they are going to pick a quarterback, because today we're doing quarterbacks, for all 10 of their traits, but they can only use the quarterback once, and they're going to mix it all up to create the perfect quarterback Quarterback. So the 10 traits that the guys evaluate, accuracy, decision-making, poise, progressions, release, pocket manipulation, arm strength, mobility, leadership, and mechanics. And again, they can only pick one quarterback. So they can't pick Joe Burrow three or four times. They can't pick Justin Herbert three or four times. They can only use those guys once. So there's a little strategy involved. And so these guys are each going to build their perfect quarterback. And then you, the listeners, can maybe decide who, who built the best quarterback. And we can have that debate here uh, throughout the summer.
1: And full transparency, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is how I chose to do it. But I looked at these guys with what my impressions were of them before they got into the NFL.
0: Yeah, and I know that flies in the face of what Chris was kind of hoping for, but I had the same lens on. I really like this is heavily tilted towards the player I watched in college.
1: So it's it's the evaluation process and how we felt. And obviously, uh, we saw a lot of the, the top guys very similarly to how they projected. And there, there's some that different dynamics of their uh, game have developed since they've gotten into the league. But, you know, you and I had a conversation and uh, it seemed like that was the direction that you went. So I said, OK, I'm going to take the leap and hope that he's not banking this off of like 2020 versions of players. And I guess where I got stuck with that was because we're including 2021, which is guys who have not taken snaps. So looking at it from a lens of this is if I were to assemble based on my pre-draft opinions of all the quarterbacks since 2018 plus, this is who I come up
0: with. I have a question for you before we start. No. Of the 10 different quarterbacks that you have used to fill these traits, Mm -hmm. how many were not first round picks? One. Okay. (laughs) And I have two. I have two. Okay. All right. So. We're doing accuracy first? I guess we'll go down the list, right? Go down the list in order.
1: Okay. So let's do accuracy. And on the E and three, we'll say the name. So not E and then pause and then say it. E immediate name.
0: Can I say one one more disclaimer? One more disclaimer. Do you want me to count?
1: Yes, that would be helpful. Joe,
0: what's your disclaimer? Keep in mind we can only use these players one time. Yeah, because you have to be strategic. I know, but I when you think about some I wanted to pick Joe Burrow seven times. Okay. (laughs) And I can only pick him once. So I don't have the number one option every single time. All right. So just keep that in mind.
2: And I was having a pre-show conversation with Kyle while we were waiting for you to hop on, Joe. And I said the important thing about this is the strategy of if you're going to use a guy – like a Joe Burrow, who you, you you would consider for multiple categories, you want to use him in a category that doesn't have other really strong candidates. Yeah. You have to be very mindful and careful with how you do this. So I will count on the E and three, say your name, and then you guys can. No discuss. pause. E no immediately say. And say the name. Uh, can't wait for us to screw this up. This is the accuracy trait. One, two, three. Justin Trevor Fields. Lawrence. Okay, so we're
1: both in the 2021. NFL draft. You went with Justin Fields. I went with Trevor Lawrence. Um, Trevor was a weird one to slot for me. So, and I know you mentioned that as well, as far as the the debate that you had had, but uh, I started with my highest confidence points and then tried to layer in like guys who I thought had traits that were good. And Trevor, He's got some... Who was who the school that they played in 2019? Everybody turned their nose up to. Was and it was like... Boston, uh, Boston College? No, it was a small school. And it was like this... Citadel? Unbel- was it the Citadel where he threw like the car wash throw? Where it went through like a sea of hands, but it was a perfectly threaded needle right through all that. And some... Debbie Downers tried to poo-poo it and say, oh, well, it's against Citadel. I don't care what level of competition you're playing against. If you could thread a ball like that, you know, NFL fingers might NFL players might have longer fingers, but like that's (laughs) it. That's the only impact. That's the only difference on a throwing window that size. So Trevor, this this felt like the best spot for me to put Trevor based on some other pieces that I had slotted beforehand.
0: I went with Justin Fields. I actually thought he was the most accurate quarterback in last year's class. And um, at all levels of the field, I loved the deep ball. I loved his work outside the numbers. Obviously, slotting throws in the short to intermediate areas over the field were of no problem for him. But I thought the overall package of ball placement accuracy was better than anyone I watched last year. And it was enough for me because, again, you're, you're playing this game here of slotting guys only one time. That stood out to me enough for him to be the the crown jewel when it comes to accuracy.
2: The next trade up, gentlemen. Decision making, and by the way, I have a spreadsheet that's keeping track of all of this. Oh, we'll good. post these screenshots up when the episode goes live, so everybody can kind of compare these.
0: Oh, I'm going to uh, get roasted for one of mine. Oh, desi- okay. Decision so making. I, so you guys, okay, did, good.
2: <laughs> you guys did really well on the first one. So let's we'll see if we can follow it up with a good one here. Uh, decision making on three, one, two, three. Joe Joe Burrow. Burrow
0: nailed it like dude i i and that's the thing is you can only choose joe burrow one time out of these 10 and there's so many spots where i think he was the best but the most meaningful thing that he was the best at is decision making and it's not that joe burrow was this historically great quarterback in 2019 it wasn't just that it's it's who he did it against it was the most daunting schedule you could possibly have yeah the sec west and tough out of conference games and going up against these teams in the playoffs and going up against a Clemson defense with all those first-round picks coached by Brett Venables with extra time. They couldn't figure this guy out, man, because he knew where to go with the football. He was smart with it. No matter if he was under pressure, he was kept clean, he was on the move, no matter the concept, any level of the field. I mean, he just knew where to go to the foot with the football. That's why his completion percentage was off the charts. Uh, dude, I we are on the same page here And this was just the best place in my mind to slot Joe.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was masterful that year as far as total control of the offense and understanding Mm. conceptually every play, what's supposed to happen. (laughs) Right. And then he gets outside of structure on the instances which he's flushed from the pocket and he's pulling rabbits out of his hat. Scrambling to the sideline and uncorking a ball twenty 30 yards down, field up the sideline for a big play. And it's just, he was phenomenal. Pre-snap, they spread the field. They stay in 11. I identify my mismatches. I got my pre-snap indicators on if they got a linebacker walked out there across from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire when he's lined up on the outside. Tells me everything I need to know. I'm going to take my shot. And he just did it game after Play after play, possession after possession, quarter after quarter, half after
2: half, game after game, all year long. Next up, Poise is the next trait that we are discussing. One, two, three. Justin Fields.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. We so we got, we got the same three guys early on. You want to talk about Trevor and Poise?
0: Yeah. So I wanted to find a place for Trevor Lawrence and surprisingly, it was more challenging than I thought it should be for a player that I viewed like Trevor Lawrence. Um, the reason I picked him for poise is I, I just think about the player that I watch at Clemson and for as successful as he was, it didn't come without taking a lot of hits, you know, getting a lot of pressure, being willing to lower his shoulder and compete for yardage on the field. Uh, coming in with all the expectations in the world to be this elite college quarterback and him answering that call, you know, I know that he doesn't have this chip on his shoulder and he's not going to manufacture it because he's met every frigging moment of his life when it comes to football. And so I think about that combined with just the toughness that he showed every single game, how quickly he got up from big time hits and kept battling. That's why I picked Trevor Lawrence for poise.
1: So I picked, justin because i think about his willingness to stand in the pocket and take hits when he's staring down free runners uh and deliver throws and he delivered some strikes looking down the barrel of the gun this past year in in uh in the pocket and then i think about the big game pedigree i think about how he rose to the occasion against clemson this past year i think about his toughness and him taking, absorbing that body shot by Skalski in the Clemson game, and coming back. I think about in 2018 when we thought he tore his ACL against Michigan and that came back. And the very, the very first play came out. He's rolling to his left and uncorks a dot, 35 yards downfield for a touchdown. The first play he's back in the game.
0: Yeah, it was unreal.
1: That was a so, chilling moment. Yeah. I think about all of those instances for Justin and it's like, man, he's, you get the sense that he's unflappable and he wants the ball in his hands. He's able to win as a runner and get outside the pocket and create with his legs. So there was just a lot of different, different personifications of the word poison his game that I constantly kept coming back to saying, that's the spot that I got to put Justin Fields on this list.
0: Good choice.
2: Progressions, the next trait up here and again, you guys have used the I same three quarterbacks. I am going to get roasted. So before we get there, Chris, I want to do,
1: take a little time and uh, remind everybody, I want to get a little little good graces with the listeners and, and tell them about this offer that we have with our friends at BuiltBar.com. Uh, BuiltBar Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and they do not have roasted Kyle as a flavor. But uh, you guys can can maybe see about that once we get in the next category here with the Frankenstein's monster of quarterbacks. But Bilt Bar does have 10 plus flavors to choose from. I'm getting emails about the birthday cake nonstop. I think every time I get an email, I buy another box because it sounds amazing. You got 100% chocolate there, high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, low in calories. Whether you're looking for something breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you're looking for something for dessert. You're looking for something that's keto friendly. You're looking for something to grab and go quick. You're looking for something post-workout. You name it, Built Bar can be it. So visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll save 15% on your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15%. So
2: you've delayed the inevitable here, Kyle. I tried. You tried, and I, it's my job to keep this show moving, and that's exactly what we are going oh, to do. All right. Sick. So you guys have used the same three quarterbacks uh, for the first three traits here. So maybe we go four for four. It doesn't I don't sound rem- like it. I,
1: I don't remember who Joe used here. To be completely honest with you,
2: so I don't know any
0: of your picks. So there's that.
2: <laughs> so progressions here on three, one, two, three.
0: Zach Jake From. Oh boy yeah okay uh who wants to wait wait wait
2: joe what did you say all i heard just so you know all i heard was Ah. it absolutely just it, it froze my brain i didn't even hear what you said
0: yeah i said zach wilson he's a jets new york jets number two pick overall this this year for progressions um i'll i'll explain myself and then we can hear from kyle um here's the thing with zach And it's not necessarily that I gave him the nod in progressions because I think he's a very cerebral, methodical, read the defense, deliver the football, that type of player. It's because he's a full field guy, right? Like he has access to the whole field and he knows it and he's willing to be patient. He's willing to let routes develop down the field. He's willing to pull the trigger in some of the most uh, crazy moments that you ever see and it works he gets away with it and so I gave Zach the nod because I feel like he always accesses the full field always reads the full field and is willing to do whatever it takes to have the opportunity to utilize the full field
1: okay so we we roasted Kirby smart on this podcast not that long ago for picking the wrong quarterbacks right when we talked about him versus Jimbo Fisher uh, was that on the live stream or the, pod, the podcast? It was on the live stream? Live, yeah. Okay, okay. So we did that on the YouTube channel on Monday night. We do it Mondays and Thursdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You should swing by, check it out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but Joe, what was Jake Fromm's redeeming quality at Georgia?
0: Oh, man, I'm so tainted. Um...
1: Yeah, because you got him in-house in Buffalo, and he's the, like the designated QB4.
0: Yeah. What dude.
1: was he known for at Georgia? Cuz <sighs> he didn't he didn't have I mean, a good he, arm. Right. He wasn't a good athlete. He was, it was that post guy approach because yeah. he worked through the reads very quickly and often understood where to go with the football.
0: Had the to with that arm.
1: Correct. So it's like <laughs> I I chose more high level stuff. Yeah. For the high level quarterbacks. And I'm sitting here at progressions and it's like, okay, do I play musical chairs and try and get one of the, the second round quarterbacks or Jordan love on this list? Somehow spoiler alert, he didn't make the cut and finagle my way out of not doing this. Or do I keep the other nine traits the way that I like it? And just yeah. acknowledge that like Jake from, from an athletic and a, a talent perspective is super low level, but he got by as the starting quarterback at Georgia because he knew how to read a defense and knew where the ball was supposed to go. And Kirby Smart got swooned by it so much that he kicked higher level quarterback prospects. He didn't kick him out of the program, but they they were prompted to transfer out because Jake Fromm was so entrenched as the starting
0: quarterback at Georgia. I damn near pick Kyle Lalletta for this
1: <laughs> uh, for progressions. For, right. Yeah, okay, I feel I feel better now. Because no, I see it, where this, you're going with it, but I, I This is the one I was stuck. I'm like, shoot, man, but Yeah. It was just it that that's what he got by with in college and I didn't want to take a higher level quarterback and take a lesser level trait.
2: All right. I'm still in shock as to what just happened there, but we will move on. Is
1: it a, is it wrong though, Chris?
2: No, no, I, I I don't I don't think you're wrong here. And again, as we said at the top, and I'll reiterate here, there is strategy in where you're putting these quarterbacks. So if you're going to move one of the other guys that you have, it then changes the category of the guy of the place you're taking him from. Like it's for you, can you only Kyle. Use him you, once, right? So if you move Trevor Lawrence to this spot, well, now all of a sudden you have to pick a new quarterback at accuracy, and you may not like your number two quarterback there. Just as an example, so That's I understand. Hacking. Right. I understand what happened here. That's Release exactly right. As we reach the midway point of our traits. Release. One, two, three. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean Making this guy
1: Go ahead, Jill.
0: I was gonna say this guy, man, like the the ability to get the ball out of his hands quickly, efficiently. With velocity, access to all levels of the field is really, really special. I think you see the baseball background show up very clean in terms of that throwing motion. It just comes out quick, efficiently, no wasted motion, can challenge different arm angles, different platforms, get the ball out. I mean, I I thought this was one of the easiest ones to settle on with Kyler Murray at release.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just what was so exciting about him. It didn't matter what it was off-platform, in the pocket, sprint out, uh, that crazy-ass throw he had against Alabama where he's dead sprint into the line of scrimmage and drops it over the (laughs) top. He's got free runners. He's got hands up in the pocket, and he's dropping it, throwing around him sidearm. um, And it's quick, and it's compact. So all of that together, yes, Kyler Murray from a – Release perspective from an arm slot, from an accuracy off structure, and from a just really, really quick, compact release. Uh, That's Kyler Murray, to a T. There was no other guys that got consideration
2: for me on this front. This next one, I'm very intrigued to hear your answers for. Because when I was looking at the traits, I was like, this is the one where I think that you guys might go in two different directions. Oh, I'm sure of it. Pocket manipulation. One, two, three. Tyler Huntley. Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry, Joe. You did what now?
0: <laughs> My guy, you should know about Pac-12 after dark. I, know I do. Floor. I do. But you just you hit me with, with yeah. little Tyler Huntley on. Yeah, I knew this oof. was the one. I knew this would be the one that uh would would, would cause some people to raise their eyebrow. But um I'll tell you. I used to love staying up watching Utah when Tyler Huntley was a quarterback there. He's a fun quarterback. And he really was, and if you remember that offense, it was you know a lot of running the football with Zach Moss, but off of that they would take a lot of deep shots, a lot of, you know, long developing routes that put a lot of stress on Tyler Huntley to be able to navigate the pocket, find platforms and launch the football down the field, and his last year at Utah, man, his passer rating under pressure was over 110. His average depth of or his average yards per attempt was higher than when he was kept clean. It was over over ten yards per attempt when he was under pressure. And this guy was able to complete, I think, over seventy percent of his passes his final year at Utah. And the guy was launching the ball down the field, and it was because you know you could watch him play and think he's this athletic dual threat quarterback, and he was, but he was still a passer first. And his willingness to keep those eyes down the field and find those targets to really you know, create those chunk plays through the air, I thought was really, really exciting. And so this was a difficult one for me. I, I have Baker Mayfield. I have him at a different spot. And I think you make a great choice. And you'll explain that here in a moment. But this was kind of my wild card pick here where, you know, Tyler Huntley didn't have all the other stuff. But my goodness, from a pocket manipulation, finding platforms, avoiding pressure, getting the ball down the field, doing so with success, I I mean, he's a guy that really stood out to me.
1: And I took Baker Mayfield. Uh, You think about the year that he really went from a mid-tier quarterback prospect to being the number one overall pick. And one of the things that I loved about Baker was his – and it was at times frantic, uh, but it always felt like he was in control. And what Baker did that year was – he always reset his feet when he got off his spot. And that's something he hasn't done with consistency in the NFL. Uh, and I thought he was better at it uh, this year than he was with the Freddie Kitchens year, which was just we're going to flush the toilet and pretend it never happened as far as I'm concerned because <laughs> it was a dumpster fire all around. But that year, Baker, he had eyes in the back of his head. To feel rushers and whether he had to slide, he had to step up, he had to pirouette out and break the the rules of quarterbacking within the pocket. But no matter how he chose to tackle that, those feet bang. He reset those feet and he throw with accuracy, and it w- it made him such a bear to defend that year, and it really made him a blast to watch. So it was kind of the sixth sense. Uh, that final year at Oklahoma and, and his that 2017 season uh, that really helped sell me and buy me on on Baker being the one for pocket manipulation.
2: Our next trade up arm strength. And I got to be honest with you guys, as we've gone through this list, I'm trying to predict what quarterbacks you're going to pick because I don't know either of your lists would have never have gotten Tyler Huntley there. Josie would so you would you would have got me there. I think you're going to have the same name here. I really do. So arm strength, <laughs> one, two, three,
0: Josh, Justin Allen. Herbert. Oh, see that Joe, that was where I was thinking. I'm surprised Kyle did that.
1: And it was because I had to find a spot to get Herbert on the list.
0: So that's how, I don't think you have Josh Allen on your list.
1: I guess, guess we'll, you'll we'll have wait, to wait and we'll see. see, but I, that's surprising. I guess to me. We'll never know. Um, no, it was for Josh, uh, for, for Justin, his pre-draft, and I liked Justin a lot pre-draft. I think I had him 12th on my my rankings that year.
0: Total um, board, not quarterbacks, total yeah, board. Yeah. Correct. Total board.
1: He was top 15 overall player for me, uh, either 11th or 12th on my, my personal rankings that year. Uh, but if you were going to look to identify what his top shelf traits were, it was arm strength, it was athleticism, but it certainly didn't fall into the bucket of, pocket manipulation. He was more Ryan Tannehill-esque back there as far as his feel of the pocket. Progressions, Oregon didn't really do a lot of that. Right. Right? The Decision-making, there were, you know, he didn't make adverse decisions with the football, but, um, you know, he, he was not renowned for being super crisp and he was more like hot and cold and rhythmic. So if I was going to get Justin Herbert on this list, it had to be arm strength for me, and I remember sitting in Indianapolis at our Airbnb, watching with Paige, and I forget who else was there, but we had Justin Herbert tape on, and there were three throws in that that game where he was giving ground to the line of scrimmage and throwing it down the field, and I said, holy bleep, that's like the arm that you see from Mahomes and Josh Allen as far as an arm strength perspective, to you should not defenses are going to fall asleep anytime you did what he did before he threw the football, but he has access to those areas of the field 30 plus yards downfield on the sideline because of how good his arm strength is.
0: So I'm writing something down that I will disclose to you at the appropriate time in this podcast. Um I have Josh Allen because I, I think it was the obvious answer. Um, So I, I don't, I don't know what there is to say. I mean, anyone who's ever watched Josh Allen play a football game knows that the ball comes off his hand different than anyone else and uh distance throwing power. It's all there. I mean, the guy's got unbelievable arm strength and all the jokes that come with it, you know, about fire being off the football and all that stuff. I mean, they make a lot of sense. So, um, I'm interested because you either think Justin Herbert has outright better arm strength than Josh Allen, or you have Josh Allen somewhere else on this board, and so I'm I'm really interested to kind of work through the rest of this and see how this stacks up.
1: Well, before we do, if you were a betting man, would you bet one way or the other?
0: I think that you do have him. Okay.
1: Well, I, I'm not sure if Bet Online has. live podcast lines on whether or not I have Josh Allen on my list, but uh, they do have a ton because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and UFC. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as we see some of these leagues kick off on their playoff runs, closing window to get in on some of these sports, uh, baseball's in it for the long haul, even though Joe's already out on the Mets, which you absolutely <laughs> hate to see. You can head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet online,
2: your online sportsbook experts. All right, we have how many more to go here? Let me pull up the list here. Three, Three. more to Three. go. Mobility. One, two, three. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson.
1: I mean, do we need to say anything here? Lamar's rushed for what? 2,300 yards in his first two seasons in the NFL, <laughs> or two seasons as
0: a starter? I think he might have had 1,000 yards the last two years. Yes. Rushing. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. He, he was exceptional at Louisville. He's exceptional in, in the NFL. I mean, he's the one quarterback that I, I just, who else would you put here?
2: This is One, so stupid. 1,000 yards last year, 1,200 yards on the ground in 2019. And in that seven games in 2018 that he started, the 16 games that he played in, 695 yards yeah, on the ground. Yeah, so seven, almost he, almost 3,000 yards rushing in his career.
1: He's got 2,906. And How many he's starts? only started, he started 37 games.
0: Yeah, this is dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable.
0: He's electric.
1: And he's averaging six yards a carry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Leadership. Yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to give anything. To I, what's Lamar, what's right? there
2: more to say? Just watch Lamar right. Jackson play football. Right. Right right, I, right, like, right, 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 right. Leadership. One, two, three. Jalen Hurts, Josh
0: Allen. Yeah. See what I wrote down? No. I Kyle has Josh Allen under leadership. I do. Oh, that was I my do. prediction there. Uh, I'll I'll explain my Jalen Hurts choice here. I mean, the guy goes to Alabama and Oklahoma and becomes a starting quarterback, is revered at both programs, um, and you just watch him play, you listen to him talking. like, he screams leader to me. And the fact that he was able to, like, in two different conferences, in two completely different circumstances, to rise to that level, become highly respected, loved by Nick Saban, loved by Lincoln Riley, you know, he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, really unusual circumstances. And I think a lot of there's there's a lot of at play. Right. But for him to be able to step into those moments and for them to say, you know what, Carson Wentz, you can go. We'll see what we have in this Jalen Hurts guy. You know what I mean? Like, I think he screams leadership and what he's been able to do at every point in his football career that we're aware of is is really, really impressive. I mean, taking both Oklahoma and Alabama to the college football playoffs and playing at a high level. I, I mean, this guy's unbelievable.
1: So Josh Allen, he was my top choice at arm strength, but I went for the best well-rounded product that I could come up with since I can only use him once. Makes sense. And where I settled on is, is Josh Allen, and obviously he was a high-level prospect at a low-level program coming out of Wyoming. He had the chance to go down to the Senior Bowl and say what you will about, and, and I think it would be fair to say that, Josh got better throughout the course of the week in Mobile, uh, the year that he was down there alongside Baker Mayfield. Uh, but Josh also in that environment and then seeing him uh, at the NFL Combine in, in the way that I did is, as far as in, uh, there was a Gatorade event there and and seeing how other people, how other players interacted with Josh Allen. I think it became very clear very quickly that he was a guy that, that you were going to love playing with. And, and you know, he, you even go back to the quotes from Phil Savage, who was the Senior Bowl Executive Director at the time. Uh, he And he talked about, and this is a direct quote, I think with Josh, in some ways, it's going to be from the neck up, the intangibles, the leadership. I think teams really want to get to know him better from a, a personal standpoint. Uh, but I met Josh down at the Manning Academy. Uh, he was very impressive, looks like an NFL quarterback. I think the the leadership and tangibles character, all those things check out, uh, but teams haven't had a really chance to talk to any of these players. So the Senior Bowl was kind of like that event for Josh to solidify, I'm not a big fish in a small pond. Uh, I have plenty of untapped potential. And I, I do think Josh, uh, no matter what team he was going to land with, he's really easy to love because of his style of play and the arrogance that he has. and And I can imagine he's, like some of those players and you see it more often in basketball than you do in, in football, where if he's on your team, you love to have him. And if you have to play against him, you're going to hate him because he likes to talk a little bit too. So yeah. it kind of has like that energy and, and arrogance about him in the the good way for a, a talented quarterback.
2: One trait to go. You've used nine other quarterbacks. It all comes down to this. Mechanics is the last thing to create this perfect quarterback. Again, using the 2018 to th- 2021 draft classes. On three for the last time on today's episode. Mechanics. One, two, three. Baker Tua
1: Mayfield. Of so Tua So Tua. Uh, uh, Tua's footwork is immaculate. I'll say that. Tua at Alabama, his best qualities were were his footwork, his drops, uh, his ability to get around on play-action passing and his ability to get aligned in RPOs, uh, you saw that this past year where he would turn his uh, turn his back to the side that he's throwing free access on RPOs, and then still ride out the mesh point and flip himself 180 degrees to get open to throw and throw with accuracy and more importantly throw with timing and. That with Tua, uh, I think, is where he really shines. And he's another one of these guys who doesn't have top level uh, arm strength. He doesn't have top level speed. He doesn't have top level build at his disposal. But uh, where he really shined in college was he was a technically polished passer. So that's why I went with Tua.
0: Very good choice. Uh, I went with Baker Mayfield. I remember watching Baker, and, and at that time when I was scouting quarterbacks, I think I cared a lot more about mechanics and like very, being very deliberate with weight transfer and alignment and, and stuff like that. And I think I've learned a lot since then. But I just remember watching him and feeling like this is a guy that is very, very deliberate about being clean with all the sequencing of throwing a football. And I thought it was really beautiful. And um, obviously he's kind of got this compact frame that – lends itself to looking pretty, throwing the football. You know, it's not like he's – you think about, like, Drew Bletzel or something, like, just big, gangly, needs a lot of space to set himself. There's, like, a lot of limbs flying around. Like, Baker was so smooth and compact, and he is so smooth and compact with how he just – the sequencing of throwing a football and and the weight transfer and how he got his lower half involved and, like, just his back foot was never lazy. So uh, that stood out to me a lot about Baker, and it's still something that – stands out to me. And I think that's why he's able to generate so much velocity on his throw. And yes. I remember, I remember like there was a lot of debate about does Baker Mayfield have plus arm strength. And, you know, I, I remember just, I guess debating people about that. And I'm like, dude like this this ball's coming out hot like it, there's a lot of juice on these throws and then i think at the combine the miles per hour thing really kind of affirmed that he can he can get some juice on it and i don't think it's because he's naturally just a powerful thrower of the ball i think it's because his sequencing mechanics are so nice that he's able to get the desired juice on the football whenever he wants to
1: yeah he's got to unload his his hips into his throws in order to generate that velocity but when he does and that was what stood out to me about his feet was you know he gets off his spot he still reset his feet so he can throw through the lower half and really unload into those throws and he can he can hammer it when he needs to as long as he's on his base you ask him to throw off his back foot I think you lose a, a lot of the juice, but if he's able to get his cleats in the ground and throw, uh, he can zing it and slip it. And, and that's really about good mechanics and throwing with your body. So it's not a bad
2: choice, Joe,
0: man, this was fun. I, I still feel some type of way about not getting Justin Herbert on here, but it is what it is.
2: Would you like to make a last minute change? No, him? I okay. can't
0: do that. No, I felt I, I did this. And even when Kyle and I talked about it earlier, I kind of teased some of my list to Kyle and, he knew that I didn't have a spot for Justin Herbert, so he was smart about finding that. And but I'll be honest with you, and I liked Herbert as a a prospect. I had a one on him, um, but I, I didn't. I didn't see the same caliber of player at Oregon as I see with the Chargers, or I saw with the Chargers last year. So with with us kind of, or you know, I, yeah, we both said at the top, like slanting this a lot more towards the players we watched in college. You know, I think that's what hung me up a little bit on Justin.
1: I had a great time. And uh, this did not disappoint as far as kind of getting two different scopes on all these players and how to assemble the best Frankenstein's quarterback. And and Chris, we have
2: a whole bunch of these waiting ahead of us, correct? Correct. We have this series, which today is the launch of, and I'll just tease maybe on tomorrow's episode of the pod, another series to launch for the summer content plan. I don't know. You'll just have to come back and see. Scientists don't
1: even know, so you're going to have to hit subscribe, come back, find out. I'm Kyle Krause with Joe Marino and Chris Shuby Schubert. Thanks, as always, for checking out the Draft Dudes podcast. Have a great day. will talk to you on Thursday.